Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special episode of The Real World. This is your host, Juan Pablo Sá, talking to you from the CITR station at UBC Point Grey Campus, located in the unceded territory of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. This week, we are once again joined by the one and only, the amazing, the incredible Lily Grow. Say hello, Lily. Hello. But we are also joined by two other very, very special guests, because this week, we are starting with our first episode of the movies that shaped us. For those of you who don't know, or for those of you who are just tuning in, uh, this term we are going to be doing a special series called The Movies That Shaped Us, where basically Lily and I, we are going to bring in guests, uh, you know, special guests, uh, who are going to talk about the movies that are special to them and the movies that shaped them and turned them into the person they are now. So this week, we have two very special guests who are going to be talking about movies that are very important to the people they are today. And the first guest is none other than one of the two chairpersons of UBC Film Society, Anvi. Say hello, Anvi. Hello, hello. Am I am I at the right spot? You, <laughs> you are at the right spot. <laughs> um, yeah, how are you, Anvi? I'm doing good. How are you guys? I'm, I'm, we're doing great. We're very, so excited. very excited. Very excited. Hell yes. Um, yeah, so you are the chairperson of FilmSoc. Anything else you want to say about you? Um, I don't know. Um, I'm chairperson of UBC Film Society. I have another chairperson with me, Aaron, who's not here. Um, I don't know what else to add. I'm running for VP admin. Vote for me. <laughs> Hell yeah. And Anvi also owns a cat who is very cute. It's very, very cute. His name is Bernie, named after Bernie Sanders. Amazing. Of the Mickens. <laughs> Love that. that. <laughs> oh, Lily, oh, look at us. Gosh. Same wavelength. <laughs> and we are also joined by Alma, but Alma doesn't have a microphone right now, so <laughs> Alma won't be talking at the moment. Silence. Uh, yes, uh, we, we will introduce Alma after the first uh, musical break, and you know, then you guys will be able to know who Alma is, okay? Okay. So yeah, uh, as we said, we're going to start with Anvi, but before we do that, we are going to go into our first musical break, and the here it is. Oh, no, wait, before before we go to the musical break, mm -hmm. uh, this is actually a song from the movie that Anvi is going to be talking about. Yes, it's a song from Om Shanti Om. It's one of the first songs of the movie. It's featured in the trailer and one of the most iconic sequences. It's called... A job see, I believe. Hell yes. Um and uh, and yeah, it's just to start start it off, just to get you in the mind space, head space of Om Shanti Om, which is by the way our Friday beer garden screening. So I better see you, <laughs> see all of you there. <laughs> yep, we better see you. Hell yes. After hearing this song, <laughs> this is big shop. This is Friday, March the third. By the way, mm -hmm. uh, what time is the screening? 6.30? Six thirty. Yeah, uh, I believe doors open at six. Screenings yeah. at six thirty. And this is taking place at the Life Building at the Norm Theater. Yeah. So you know, if you guys are interested in watching this film, which you will be after you hear Andy <laughs> talking about it, uh, you will definitely want to come to the Beer Garden on Friday, March third. And here is the song Ahabsi Ajabsi. I don't know. Ajabsi. <laughs> Ajabsi. And here it is. आँखों में तेरी अजब सी अजब सी अदाएं हैं हो आँखों में तेरी अजब सी अजब सी अदाएं हैं दिल को बना दे जो पतंग सांसे ये तेरी वो हवाएं हैं आँखों में तेरी अजब सी अजब सी अदाएं हैं हो 
अजब सी अजब सी अदाए हैं दिल को बना दे जो पतंग सांसे ये तेरी वो हवाए हैं रात है जो बहुत खुश नसीब है चाहे जिसे दूर से दुनिया वो मेरे करीब है कितना कुछ कहना है फिर भी है दिल में सवाल में तेरी अजब सी अजब सी अदाएं हैं हो आंखों में तेरी अजब सी अजब सी अदाएं हैं दिल को बना दे जो पतंग सांसे ये तेरी वो हवाएं हैं साथ साथ ऐसा कोई नूर आया है चांद तेरी रोशनी का हल्का साइक साया है You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Slice of Life Art and Gift Shop is Vancouver's choicest destination for one-of-a-kind artist-made prints, posters, screen prints, riso prints, paintings, acrylic paintings, watercolor paintings, ceramic mugs, ceramic plates, ceramic bowls, ceramic pots, lapel pins, hats, toques, crochet bathing suits, jewelry, trinkets, knickknacks, hand-painted signs, curated thrift and a bunch more stuff that won't fit in this designated block of airtime. Slice of Life Art and Gift Shop, located at 1636 Venables, just off commercial. Open 11 to 6, six days a week. Welcome back to The Real World. This is your host, Juan Pablo Sá, talking to you from CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. I hope you'll enjoy that musical break of an incredible song from 
Om Shanti Om, which once again will be the the movie that we will be screening on Friday at the UBC Film Society Beer Garden. So make sure you join us. Once again, we're here joined with Lily. Say hello, Lily. Hello. Anvi. Say hello, Anvi. Hello. And Alma, who doesn't have a microphone, <laughs> so she can't say hello yet. Uh, <laughs> and once again, we are doing a special episode about the movies that shaped us with our special guests, Anvi and Alma. So now it is Anvi's turn to tell us about the movies that shaped us, specifically a very important movie for her, <laughs> Om Shanti Om. Thank you so much. Um, so for context, I am Indian. I'm an international student and I'm Hindi speaking. And if you guys are aware, the Hindi-speaking industry in uh, India is known as Bollywood. It's kind of famous. It's kind of known for its thing. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> well, they're morally, they're mostly like a genre blend movies, which are usually musicals as well. So they have everything from romance, drama, action, you know, like comedy, also musical, <laughs> you know, dance numbers, whatnot. And Om Shanti Om in particular is is a very special Bollywood movie because not only is it like it's it's a Bollywood movie with all of those things, it is very, it's supposed to be a pastiche kind of of all Bollywood movies that have come before it. So essentially the plot of the movie takes place first in the 1970s and 80s era in the first half of the movie before the intermission and the second half of the movie takes place in 2007 when the movie is released. Oh wow. So it, it's a it's a you know it's an epic it's an epic of love it's like spar- sparring like literally lives it's in, involves reincarnation and um you know like anything you can think of in terms of like really cliche bollywood things it has it has in it but what makes it special is it's supposed to be it's like a love letter to the hindi film industry it's made by people who love who love hindi movies and it shows in every frame because every frame every character every line is kind of a hidden reference to all of the movies that have come before and it's so funny and you know like it has the same problems that every other indian movie or like of that era is like it's kind of casually misogynistic sometimes <laughs> you know and has Gosh. just certain things that are very definitive of the era some of the jokes might not land with the western audience mm. but you know with the movie so iconic it just um it just like because it's such a genre blend it moves from those scenes in particular but like the music itself is so phenomenal it's just the the storytelling through choreography and dance is beautiful and i think it it stands out because farah khan who is a woman he, she is she directed this movie like and it became a blockbuster hit you know like indian female filmmakers go you know hell yeah yeah and um and she directed this movie um in 2007 when it was not that common for um you know having like a lot of women behind the scenes in terms of talent and it's really like inspiring that she made this movie but also just uh, her background i feel like was so uniquely suited to this movie because she wrote and directed it of course but she was also a choreographer for most of her life and you can and so she really knows and you know with like choreography in bollywood movies is really intense because um you know india is a very musical very um you know like intensely art 
like artful culture like dancing and singing is part of our culture we we do it a lot and that's why it's part of our movies it's kind of a representation a visual a creative representation of the kind of culture we have in general uh, but her background as a choreographer i feel like um, really made her uniquely suited to this because just the musical numbers are so fantastic it's so fantastic and i can't wait for everyone to see like the final like dastane om shanti om performance at the at the, like the which is the climax of the movie at the end which is like literally it just gives me chills because it's so it's so good um <laughs> anything to add hell yeah that's very exciting i mean i'm definitely sold i haven't seen as many bollywood movies as mm-hmm. i probably should have mm-hmm. uh that said i'm very excited to watch this one you know what i think it's a really good entrance for people who are not familiar with bollywood okay. because because it's like a tongue in cheek comedy mm. you know like it's self aware about the ridiculousness of the plot but it plays it straight and that's why it makes i feel like it makes for such a good cult classic and it is a cult classic at this point because because it's so earnest in its storytelling and its love for the love for the industry um that it just it just makes it stand out from the other even other movies that farah khan herself have, have made because i think this is the best movie that she's made and you know i've i've watched it you know i chose this movie for the movies that made us because i watched this movie in the theater when i was 7 years old mm. and it was phenomenal <laughs> it was and you know like uh, i remember that weekend specifically because it was we, we did a double feature we watched um om shanti om and then this another like really iconic director sanjay leela bansali uh, made this movie savaria which released on the same day and like om shanti om completely crushed that movie in the box office because <laughs> um there was no way and with with that like you know and another reason is sharukh khan i don't know if you guys are aware about the cultural significance of sharukh khan he's like he's like a huge actor some people in the west have named him like the tom cruise of india oh. but i would say like it's not even comparable cuz he's like he's like so beyond that he calls himself the last of the superstars and i feel <laughs> like i feel like it's true he's last of the movie stars because he's the only person who can who like you have no idea like his house in mumbai is is a tourist attraction jesus like people stand in front of his house on his birthday and block the entire street because there's like hundreds of people just waiting to see a glimpse of him like that's the kind of stardom we're talking about and i feel like feel like this kind of stardom is very unique to india where where people love actors to almost an unhealthy degree at some point but mm. but that's what the story is about the story is about om and shanti and om is a massive fan of this actress called shanti priya and it's his devotion and his love for her that um that you know i don't want to spoil anything yes, but it no makes spoilers, it, yeah please. but uh, but you know he has to make certain sa- sacrifices and it's it's the and it is true like authentic like love for her it's not like it's not like possessive it's ne- never jealous it's always just you know him wanting the best for her he ends up be- making friends with her and he ends up forming a relationship with her which is so rewarding to him and then you know things end in tragedy and then somehow there's a reincarnation oh, 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 oh. Mm. no spoilers but mm-hmm. yeah th- <laughs> that is a great pitch i'm very excited to watch this movie what about yeah. you lily are you are you excited to watch it now I am really excited. Yeah, I'm just reading the description reincarnation. Mm-hmm. It's got the costumes look insane. Yeah, because <laughs> the first half of the movie it takes place in the 70s and the 80s and the costumes are crazy. Like it's all filmed yeah. on this massive movie set because it's a movie about movies really. Oh, wow. Cuz cuz it's like about stardom and fans and it's 
it's about movies so it's like it's like such an in joke with the industry you know like a lot of the like it's like a you see like the caricature of the director you see the caricature of the actor the star the choreographers the the pas the peons whatever you know and it's 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 and that's the thing that like really i think fostered like i'm a, i'm obviously i'm chairperson of film sock for a reason i love films i love movies i'm doing a minor in film studies and it's just um i feel like movies about movies is what gets people <laughs> who are into film you know it's just um it's just it makes you feel seen makes you feel like oh wait there's this whole world behind the camera that people make and it's a it's a lot about movie magic you know and some of the sequences in the movie this one one um song um it takes place on a sound stage and there's a bunch of like you know cars with like the what's it called like the projection behind it you know like those old timey ways of ah, yes. filming the things like they're all included and it just makes you makes you feel so connected to the industry almost like connected to the um the side of that side of filmmaking but it's so like it's almost done in a jokey way as well because like because like it takes place in two different eras so it kind of also shows you the the ways the industry has changed in the way it was like when the star system was more of a thing in um in 1980s and 70s the way people acted in in industry functions was different and then in the 2007 it's uh, it's more like glitz and glamour and you know digital cinema and like and you know, like abs you know like <laughs> that's another thing the big selling point of this movie was like shahrukh khan who's like this iconic actor he f- got he was shirtless for the first time in a movie and that was like a, one of the biggest things uh, i remember it's like yeah shahrukh khan has abs go buy a ticket <laughs> so so that was one that was so that was so funny yeah oh yeah well uh anvi i guess my question for you is i mean this is a show called the movies that shaped us after mm-hmm. all you know and you did mention how amazing of an experience it was watching mm-hmm. this movie when you were just 7 mm-hmm. uh but i was wondering like you know how how do you how do you think this movie shaped you like in what ways did it impact you like years later what do you look for and you're like oh yes this movie sent me in this path you know um with my journey in terms of loving film has very been very different because when i grew up i used to love bollywood movies but then around the time when i was a teenager i stopped because i thought you know this is not real art this isn't mm. real cinema i want to watch fight club <laughs> you know i want to watch pulp fiction that's real cinema you know like i'm like complete film brofication oh, <laughs> yes. of my identity and i felt and you know it really took me coming here moving mm. here learning about world cinema to really appreciate the uniqueness of bollywood as as um like a medium of storytelling because it's so different from anywhere else like like it isn't the norm that all movies are musicals <laughs> anywhere else in the world but yep. that's the norm in in hindi hindi cinema um and indian cinema in general i think and so um so for me like rewatching this movie as an adult a few years ago was such a humbling experience because it made me connected to my my self as a child who did not have this critical lens of looking at movies and simply loved movies for what they were which is entertainment you know hell yes mm-hmm. and uh and you know and like and with with a musical especially like music has such uh like um intense um uh, like um like it it gives you really intense emotion it's also such a connecting tool in terms of connecting you to the past of yourself like a music can like make you go back and it felt it felt like it felt like i went back to the version of myself when i was a child 
still falling in love with movies and still falling in love with the movies that made me which is Om Shanti Om and you know with Om Shanti Om it's a story about this man who is a background actor he wants to be an actor earnestly it's his it's his mm. wish and and it's such a it's such a powerful feeling and it speaks so much so, to artists it's it's that you know like if you have this if you have this dream you know and if you have it with um passion you know it, like if you have it with like this intensity there's no way the universe is not going to work for you to make it true and that's kind of what the movie is about you know even though he wasn't able to achieve this dream in his first life he was able to do it in his second life oh oh slight oh. spoilers sorry <laughs> but uh but it's it's um, yeah and i feel like reincarnation is such a it's like it was it was taking it's you know it, they're like he, it's the story is lifted from different bollywood movies of the mm. past like kars was a really iconic um um like reincarnational movie it starred kars lightning mcqueen like, kachau it's kars with a k kars literally means like debt Ah, I see. So it was like a it was like a debt to be paid, and it was like some guy he died, and then his reincarnated version came back to pay that. You know, it was Kars, yeah. and it was, and you know, and the actor from that movie has a cameo in this one as well. Oh, wow. oh, and and uh, one interesting cool. thing is a lot of like some of the old old actors and all are reconstructed like from old old footage. So it's like it was like kind of the first time we'd seen like digital effects like that where they'd included like the actress of the movie Deepika Padukone. um and like with scenes with like raj kapoor or whatever or like um like uh, rajesh kapoor or whatever uh, rajesh khanna or whatever and um they they were in the same scene together because one one half was reconstructed like it was digitally like imposed and i thought that was so that was mind blowing as a child but like now i can see the digital effects and even still i feel like they hold up so that was another thing that made the movie really stand out hell yes i mean you bring a very interesting point when you talk about how many bollywood movies talk about reincarnation mm. i mean once again i haven't seen enough bollywood mm. movies uh but i'm i'm always fascinated whenever yeah. i watch one of them by the way rrr freaking insane yeah it's amazing <laughs> but rrr uh, is actually Tollywood because it's Telugu cinema. Ah, oh, enlighten us. What, what the hell's the difference? <laughs> um, so basically, India is a very linguistically diverse nation. We have twenty okay. six official languages and about six thousand regional ones. Wow. So Jesus. we're crazy in terms of the languages. So obviously, like it, it as a result, we have a bunch of different film industries in different parts of India. So towards the south. um in hyderabad uh, tamil nadu there there's a telugu film industry where uh where movies are made in the telugu language which is primarily which is you know later dubbed in hindi and shown in shown in north india as well and like that's why ss rajamouli who made mm. uh, who made rrr made bahubali bahubali 2 you know like uh, all of these like really iconic blockbusters uh, uh that really took over like um like and that's why like bollywood is in a bit of a crisis right now cuz like cuz like the telugu film industry was like really like becoming like the indian ambassador in the in the in the west and you know like i'm all for that like i i think it's fantastic that there's like great uh you know talent coming through from india and i don't think that it should be like we shouldn't marry ourselves to one language like we're a very linguistically diverse country that doesn't mean it's not indian Hell you yeah. know um and you know like natu natu should win <laughs> it yes 100% natu natu for best song <laughs> natu natu for best song uh, dude i can't wait to see that performance in the oscars oh my god it's going to be insane if the oscar ceremony opens with both actors from rrr yeah. dancing natu natu i will freaking lose my mind yeah 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 for sure and you know like rrr was iconic 
and you know and that's another thing about indian movies are long as fuck like they are <laughs> they're long as fuck this movie is 2 hours and 45 minutes i think uh, om shanti om and you know it's because indian movies are generally made in a two act structure like there's mm. like um there's like the first half and the second half uh, of the movie so it's almost like and with this movie in particular om shanti om they're like almost like two different movies because they they set, they're set in two different eras the first half and the second half um and it's very interesting because you have both of the actors playing completely different roles mm. um in 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 the first half and the second half cuz they're see. like new people so like hamilton kind of <laughs> no i'm kidding but in <laughs> hamilton they didn't reincarnate yeah they didn't re- reincarnate <laughs> and yeah and speaking to like like recently a movie came out called pathan which basically saved bollywood because um shahrukh khan who's the actor yeah. uh, he's like a massive actor he took a hiatus for 4 years because his movies weren't doing well and he was he felt a little lost creatively and basically like like bollywood was not like working in terms of the box office the pandemic was really hard on the industry and um you know like brahmastra came out and that made a lot of money yep. but like um the bollywood industry was feeling overshadowed by the sou- southern film industry because of um, mm. uh southern indian cuz like cuz of like rrr you know like it's taken over the world um yeah. and um and but like then pathan came out and it stars shahrukh khan and deepika padukone the same actors they've they've done three two other movies other than om shanti om in this one and you know they're like an iconic pairing and they're like 12 years older still looking hard as fuck both of them <laughs> um you know and um and yeah and like it became the highest grossing bollywood movie of all time hell yeah no i mean i completely agree with what you said about bollywood movies uh, indian movies mm-hmm. thank you for the mm-hmm. explanation mm-hmm. uh it is right what you said about indian movies being extremely freaking long i mm-hmm. think The longest movie I've ever seen in my life is an Indian movie, <laughs> Gangs of Wasaipur. Yeah, Gangs of Wasaipur. It's a Holy five-hour shit. movie. Five, five hour, hours, twenty-one minutes. <laughs> no, yeah. it's insane. Okay, no. I I loved it. It's, it's, it's a great insane. gangster movie, yeah. but it's it's so freaking long. No, for for sure, I watched it in one sitting as well, and I was like, it was a whole day. <laughs> it was a whole yeah. day. It, it's a great movie, by the way. It's a fantastic movie. And also, you know, speaking of reincarnation movies and SS Rashmuli, the yeah. director of RRR, mm-hmm. didn't he direct the movie about like a guy who comes back to life as a fly? Yes, I know he <laughs> did. That was the craziest movie I've ever seen. Like it was like a great thing about like visual fly? effects, and it's absurd. Okay, it's absurd because he's a fly, and he's like harassing his like. A girlfriend's like Ooh, abusive fun. boyfriend or something, and he's like, and like the abusive boyfriend is on to him, so he's like set up all these traps in the house so that like no flies can enter, <laughs> and then he like he like opens one like one like screw and then enters the house and harasses him. It's so ridiculous, and that's the thing about S S Rajamouli. He's like he makes like the most like outlandish movies, but he he manages to ground them somehow, like. I'm That's not going to lie this fly movie so it sounds like I need to watch it right now. Honestly, watch it. Like <laughs> I yeah. I I think it might hold up, you know. Like, I don't remember I don't remember it completely but I remember I did watch it. I did watch the entire thing. That's why I know plot points. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I remember it was such a meme when it came out but it it yeah. ended up being a hit I think. Hmm. I mean, I heard of it and I'm a <laughs> little boy from Colombia so it did became become a hit but uh Lily, what what do you have any questions for Amvi? Do you have any comments about the Indian film industry? Well, I just I think you brought up a really cool point that I think will probably be coming up a lot in this series of movies that shaped us is the movies that we've watched, um, especially the ones that we watched in our childhood. That mm-hmm. when you see them again years mm-hmm. later, if there's been a gap in time, you've forgotten about it or something even 
mm-hmm. drew you away from them that they like bring you back to like a place in time yeah and act as a reminder I think I think that's probably something that will come yeah. up and it's really yeah nice for image. sure like I'm I don't even I don't know if it's a real or reconstructed memory but I remember myself being in the theater watching yeah. this movie for the Hell first yes. time wow. and like you know and it was such a yeah, it was such an iconic moment. And, you know, this was the first movie of Deepika Padukone, who is now the highest paid actress in the world. She's on the top ten list. Okay? Jesus. So it was the first movie that she God. was in. And, you know, it's just, it's like she kind of like, um, she became that star that she played in the movie, which I think is so, so um, iconic, you know. That's like, amazing. She, she did that. <laughs> when Yeah, uh, last question. Something else that I want to bring up is, I've heard that, like, the movie-watching culture in India is, like, insane. Like, people, like, clap and dance and shout mm-hmm. and scream. Like, I remember when I watched RRR, I went here to to Viv, to the Vancouver mm. International Film Festival. It was, like, one of the weirdest audiences I've ever been in. Because, like, 50% of it was, like, comprised by, like, old white people <laughs> who had no idea what the hell they were going to watch. And then the other 50% were, like... Indian people who were like going wild over yeah. the film mm-hmm. and I think for like the first half like the the, the old white people were like what the fuck is happening yeah. like why, why why are these people clapping and mm-hmm. dancing and singing mm-hmm. but then second half I think we were all in the same wavelength they yeah. were like yeah hell yeah mm-hmm. RR. yeah it's really you know Indian movie watching is an experience of itself like people you know if they're spending fucking 500 rupees on a movie theater I'm gonna have fun <laughs> you know and you know that's the thing with Pathan when it came out you know it was like it was like there was finally one Bollywood movie that everybody wanted to go and watch and it was a theater experience because like at the end credit song like people were dancing like people were dancing in amazing the theater, I love you know? that and um, and you know that's gonna happen on Friday too like I can Hell yes. gu- I can guarantee it like if, if nobody's gonna be screaming I'm gonna be screaming I'm gonna be dancing <laughs> you know and, and you know like I can just attest like you know with Shah Rukh Khan like he's such an iconic actor and you know I'm so excited to see this movie on the big screen because like mm. the last time I saw it, I was seven years old so like I can't wait I can't wait to watch this movie in the big screen I will say that I am definitely sold and I will most definitely be joining you guys <laughs> at the so beer excited. garden this Friday yes Ooh. yeah it's, it's gonna be fun uh, thank you Anvi that was yes, great I am you. very sold me. <laughs> no hey our pleasure we learned so much about the Indian film industry <laughs> yes, <you're laughs> walking thesaurus yeah, yes you are uh, but okay uh, so now we are gonna go into our second musical break Ooh. of the episode uh, Anvi do you wanna introduce this song so this is the last song of the film I think it's the seminal like climax song and it's like almost like Phantom of the Opera vibes but Ooh. it's so intense and you know just enjoy the ride okay and here's the song Dastane Om Shanti Om thank you Anvi <laughs> and here it is Sunne valo 
सुनो ऐसा भी होता है दिल देता है जो वो जान भी खोता है क्या ऐसा जो करता है क्या मर के भी मरता है आओ तुम की थी उसकी थी ये ही जुस्त उस हसीना में उसको मिले इश्क के सारे नौजवा की थी आरजू उसकी थी ये ही जुस्त उस हसीना में उसको मिले इश्क के सारे रंग उसने ना जाना ये नादानी है वो रेत को समझा के पानी है क्यों ऐसा था किस लिए था ये कहानी है
समझता नहीं ये जुर्म वो है जो छुपता नहीं ये दाग वो है जो मिटता नहीं रहता है खूनी के हाथ पर खून उस हसीना का जब था हुआ कोई वहां था पहुंच तो गया लेकिन उसे वो बचा ना सका रोया था प्यार उसकी Looking to get a reliable and affordable used bike? Need a repair or service to your current ride? Come to the Bike Kitchen, UBC's full-service community bike shop, located in room 36 of the UBC Life Building. Our hours are Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. If you buy a bike from us, bring it back when you're done using it, and we'll give you half of your money back as long as you took care of it. If it needs repairs, we'll split the cost with you. Yep, you heard us right. We'll give you crisp dollar bills for half the original price of any used bike that you buy from us, minus the cost of repairs. For more information about our buyback policy and to stay up to date on any COVID-19 inspired changes, find us online at thebikekitchen.com. Hey, I'm Sarah from Alien Boys, and you are listening to CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Welcome back to the real world. This is your host, Tom Palosa, talking to you from CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. I hope you'll enjoy that musical break. But now it is time to jump right back into our episode of the day, where once again, we are doing our very first episode of the movies that shaped us, uh, where Lily and I are going to be bringing in guests who are going to be talking about movies that are very important to them and that shape them i am once again here with the one and only the incredible lily hello <laughs> and now i am also here with the one and only ama oh. garcia right hey, yeah Welcome. i finally have a mic you, you finally <laughs> so have this is a microphone. my voice i'm alma <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what, what can you tell us about yourself alma who are you um okay i love movies i think that's the most important thing to start with hell yes um i study film production i work as a film critic I am in the film club, I make movies, and whenever I have free time, what I do is watch movies. I love movies so much that if I had only two hours left of life, oh, like, totally watch a movie. Hell yes, yeah. love that. But okay, so you said you're part of the film club, um, you know, yeah. that's UBC Film Society. What's what's your position in UBC Film Sock? Productions. What does that mean? What do you okay. do? Um, I don't want to give, like, too much. Yeah, don't but, go in depth, but just tell us. Um, We might be 
doing some workshops. Oh, oh. If people want to join, you guys have to look into the account. And well, I hope to see you at the workshops. And by the account, you mean UBC Film Society's Instagram. Yes. Everyone, make sure you're following if you want to be up to date with all future events and anything that UBC Film Sock will be doing. So, Alma, let's begin. The movies that shaped you. Okay. So, um, I might begin like telling you guys about how I got into film. And that is this is all about Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. This is an interesting story actually. Like um so when I was a kid, I used to believe that I was like for real, for real, Captain Jack Sparrow. I will dress as a pirate like all the time. I will like do crazy stuff. Like I will jump out of windows. I almost killed myself once, like for real. <laughs> and my parents were so, like, they were desperate. They didn't know how to tell me. And my, you're not Captain Jack Sparrow, you know? Did you drink <laughs> your parents' rum? Did you get probably, drunk? Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> they would, like, if I, I've, I would have probably died at some point. I did, like, so much stupid stuff. And they decided that they were going to tell me, um, they were going to show me that this guy, Captain Jack Sparrow, was actually an actor. No his way. Name, yeah, his name was Johnny Depp. Oh, my and God. And he did, like, other stuff. He wasn't a pirate. He was an actor. And he, um, they showed me, like, this movies, like, I don't know, Edward Scissorhands and um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I was, like, even more amazed. I mean... This guy wasn't a pirate. He was a pirate, a weird-ass um, chocolate maker. He could be, like, whatever he wanted. Yeah. So I said, like, that's even better than being a pirate. Works for me. Right? It can be all of it. <laughs> and, um, well, that's how I got into the, you know, film world. I wanted to be an actor at first. But then, like, they showed me, okay, this movie is the Joni that made with Tim Burton. And he has, like, a very distinctive style right he does so um i started watching also the animated movies by tim burton and mm -hmm. yeah i got to like understand that besides this guy who could be like whatever he wanted he could be a pirate he could be whatever he wanted there was this other guy who could like imagine all of that and make it like possible and I decided that I wanted to like I wanted to be a director. Yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah, that's a very good story. So two very seminal movies for you: Pirates of the Caribbean, the whole trilogy, or is there one in particular no, that you gravitated towards? I love I love them all. I know there's four of them. There's now, right? five, Alma. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, but we don't we don't talk about the fourth yeah, or yeah, the yeah. fifth yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I love the three of them, yeah. Incredible movies. Yeah. yeah, I remember when I was a child, I was like freaked out by Davy Jones. So freaked out. Really? Yeah, the, the octopus guy, Bill Nye plays. Oh my <laughs> God, I was so scared. Okay, that brings me to my other point, though. I'm going to talk about the movies that freaked me out when <laughs> I was a kid. Hell yeah. Um. So, my father made me watch The Wall, the Pink Floyd um, movie absolute masterpiece <laughs> yeah well not when you're like five years old definitely not <laughs> <laughs> in that movie i learned that people can die with their eyes opened i thought that you <laughs> i said that for dying you had to like close your eyes and get your tongue out you know i was like very uh -huh. very young 
So yeah, that creeped me out so bad. And why did your dad show you this when you were have, five? I don't have any idea. But like two years ago, I heard another brick in the wall. Yes. And I almost started crying. Like it, oh. it did to me. What um, do you remember? Um, the Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Okay. The guy. Every time he heard the song, yes. he liked. He will like. Okay. He jumped out of the window. Or something. Okay, that kind of happened to me with um, the Damn. whole album. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty fun, pretty fun experience. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I love Pink Floyd's The Wall. I saw it for the first time here in Vancouver in first year. I went to the Rio Theater, and it was an incredible experience. Oh, I, but it is so dark, though. It is very dark, and it is it is not the type of film that I usually gravitate towards. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have, like, a very strong narrative. It doesn't have, like, a strong story. It's mostly just about the experience and the visuals. Uh, but it's wow! I was just blown away, and I love the animation. Oh, the animated segments, so good. Oh, I don't even remember that much. I remember like kids falling into a thing that made them like um, beef or something. Yeah, and they had like creepy as fuck masks. Yeah, yeah, creepy masks. <laughs> yeah, I remember that part. W- w- um, have you seen another brick in the wall? Uh, no, have you seen the wall, Lily? And I'm not gonna. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> No, come on. Pink Floyd's amazing. And, you know, they they mastered the concept albums. And I think with this film, they're taking the concept albums to a brand new stage where it's, you know, it's not just like, oh, you need to listen to the songs in this order because they're part of a concept album. But you also should listen to them with these visuals. And it's all part of the same experience. I'm I'm going to watch it again, actually. Such a good movie. But it was very, it, it impacted me a lot. Oh, I want to say that these are not my favorite movies. These are the movies that have impacted me the most. So. Yes. Um, okay, another movie that freaked me out was Jaws. I used to live, like, in a very small town in Peru. Like, very... It was kind of like an island. We were connected <laughs> to the rest of, like, to the rest of Peru, to, to land. But, like, it was... Um, yeah, it was kind of like an island. It was, like, a very um, small thing that connected us. So, like, not... We weren't, like... Well, thing is, I couldn't even go to the bathroom after watching Jaws. Oh my god! Yeah, I I I thought for real that there was gonna be like a shark, like it would come out of the shower <laughs> or like whatever. And um, yeah, it was pretty scary. But after I watched Sharknado, Just... and I saw <laughs> sharks being destroyed by all these people, I kind of, like, um, got over my fear of sharks. So that's another So another thank another. God for Sharknado. Yeah. yeah, thank God for Sharknado. <laughs> Sharknado also made me um, aware that you can actually enjoy, like, very bad movies. Like, I, I don't think... I don't think that anyone can say like, oh yeah, Sharknado is a masterpiece. But I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. What do you think about Sharknado? I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've seen <gasps> like scenes on YouTube, no but I've never way. seen it in its entirely. No way. You have to. I, I, I guess I do know. I gotta <laughs> watch Sharknado. How about you, Lily? <laughs> I've gotta watch it too. <laughs> do you know what it's about? Oh. Do you want to guess? Considering the title? Shark. 
Maybe. In a tornado. Yeah, full of sharks. Oh. <laughs> and they fly around and everything, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I saw a scene of, like, a guy with a chainsaw on top of a bus. Well, like, the tornado of sharks is going, oh, and he, like, splits a shark in half. And I'm like, okay. Well, it that was, was funny. it was, um, like, it got me out of my fears for, of my fear for sharks. I'm glad. Um, okay, another important film for me was Star Wars. Actually, like... Which one? Yeah. All of them. Okay. All of them. Okay, w- Every yeah. single one of <laughs> yeah. them? Well, I really hate the, like, number one, Phantom... The, the, yeah, Phantom Menace. We don't, yeah. we don't, we don't yeah. like that one. Yeah. yeah. And, but all <laughs> the rest, I will watch Star Wars, like, religiously. Like, I remember there was a time... Okay, so a little bit of backstory. I love Star Wars. <laughs> but there was this guy whom I liked, and he liked Star Wars. And I'm a little bit obsessive. So I was like, oh, no, I'm the biggest Star Wars fan <laughs> ever. I named my dog Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Love I will, that. I will watch, like, Star Wars. I don't remember if it was, like, once a week or once a month. Jesus. One movie, though. Okay. But it was, like, yeah, it was like that. And I knew all the names to all the planets in Star Wars. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Who, what, well, but hey, I should ask, what's your what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Um, The Empire Stri- um, Strikes yeah. Back, Episode Five, yeah, classic. Episode five. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I also love Indiana Jones, and as I've said before, well, I'm from Peru, and Indiana Jones <laughs> kind of <laughs> got me into like, um, I don't know, kind of like looking into like myths. Of um mm. like treasures in Peru, there's this thing called El Dorado. Yes, which is like um okay. People say that there is like a very big treasure of gold, di- like um digging like in Peru. Yeah, and oh, they also say that in, in, Colombia. in Colombia. It's like yeah, in the yeah. Amazon <laughs> rainforest. <laughs> well, I will. I think it was for a week or for a month. I went every day to the beach where I live, <laughs> and I will <laughs> dig a hole. I obviously didn't find anything but ca- cat's poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peru like, sounds lovely. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, actually, like, my beach, um, the beach um, near where I live, is actually, like, a rock beach. Like, we don't have sand. Okay. But I will, like, um, dig the hole. In, in the sand, okay. in a like it was a sand pit that was like <laughs> totally a- artificial, you know. I see, I see. <laughs> but I was looking for El Dorado, yeah. and that's that's and I'm Indiana sure you Jones. Were really close. You, hey, you and uh, don't don't, don't they go to Peru in the fourth movie of Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the yeah. bad one? <laughs> the bad one? What what are you talking about? Oh come on, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the, the I... first trilogy is incredible. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, amazing. Last Crusade, my personal favorite. Then episode, like, fucking Indiana Jones 4, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, you get Shia LaBeouf swinging in vines with monkeys. That's poetic. The ants, you know. Uh... Alma, you're alone in this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I mean, it's it's not in Peru, so maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I still love it. They look at, like, um, the lines, right? Like, the, the big lines yeah, that you, Nazca, you have. Yeah, Nazca, Nazca yes, lines. those yeah, things. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Okay. Another important thing for me was, well, as you can see, I loved, like, these male heroes, like Indiana Jones and, like, the cool guys in film noir who end up alone. And they are, like, you know, they are, like, so cool. And we don't really have, like, that in a female version. Mm. Mm. And, um, well, 
She's Gotta Have It was the first film that I watched where the female protagonist is like left alone. Oh no. Um this might be Okay, if you haven't watched um no. She's Gotta Have It, please don't listen to it. I I have it. <laughs> okay, have I'll it? cover I'll cover my okay, ears. Okay, I'll cover okay. my ears. She ends up alone and that's I think that's very important. Like um it's our nor hero who ends up okay you can yeah. you can you can hear now who and um okay that's it <laughs> yes <laughs> great i didn't hear anything uh alma could have said anything that i couldn't have stopped it but she ends up and she's the hero of yeah, her own yeah i mean story. she was she yeah. was my hero that like made me realize that like female protagonists don't have to be like linked to a man to yeah. exist because we often are like this appendix of man in films and well that was the first film that i saw that kind of did that yeah. so it was pretty cool noel darling is my hero hell yeah yeah then um okay another film that kind of i got into this i don't know time in my life where i watched like four films every day it was like for a summer four to five films jesus i love films though i'm not hey all. we all love films but that's <laughs> insane that's that's freaking insane that really i went is. through this like rom-com phase and um another film that like struck me a lot was anihal um and kind of like because of the same reason you know the protagonist and Cephalone, and there's a lot of nihilism. Boy, I you're have... spoiling so many movies, I'm so Alma. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm, so <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Um, well, I was into nihilism a lot at that time. You know, I had begun like reading Nietzsche and like. Mm. Um, you were a dark girl. Yeah. With I the was, dark soul. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that. And also the style, though. The style, um, Annie Hall mixes animation with like live action and you have Woody Allen speaking right to the camera like breaking the fourth wall so it was like I don't know very impressive for me at the time I don't remember the animated segments okay he enters this world that is like kind of um oh mirror mirror of the wall um, I don't remember you don't remember uh, oh, that, that's you're referencing Snow White but yeah, I, yeah, I don't remember <laughs> Snow White world. Um, yeah, it's pretty. F- that scene is pretty funny. It's only rom com with a twist. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Not like the typical. Yeah, it's not typical at all. And um, well, I think that that's one of the movies that has also influenced the way that I make movies. Like in most of Woody Allen's films and Noah Baumbach, also you have this dialogue that, um, like. <laughs> oh, here someone doesn't like Bo- Noah Baumbach. I love he Noah Baumbach. For the record, <laughs> I freaking love. I just hate but now white noise. He's not too sure because white noise. Were not. Anyway, <laughs> I also love white noise. Thing is, in this movies, like it seems that characters don't really listen to each other, mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of like a thing that Annie Hall also does. And one thing that I think I kind of like try to do at least because I feel that life is kind of like that way. We all talk, but we never like really, really listen to mm-hmm. each other. Um, so that kind of like influenced the way that I write my stuff. And um, well, 
in that regard, like Birdman has like deeply influenced the way that I think about making movies. Okay, and we are about uh, five minutes left. About, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I think that could be it, though. Oh, um, but hey, talk about Birdman. You already introduced him. Birdman. Okay. Uh, yeah. So when I when I've seen my films, um, I do can like see the resemblance to that. Um, to yeah, to like the long shots of Lubetsky, you know. El Chivo, he's the cinematographer for that film and for Children of the Man, all good films. Um, yeah, that that cinematographer, that movie has influenced me a lot creatively. Um, and I think that could be it, though. Hell yeah, that's a great freaking list, Alma. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. Okay, um, what do you think, Lily? Yeah, that was so cool. Thank you so much, Alma. Thank Love you, guys. Yeah, th thank thank you to both of you, Alma and Anvi. But now Anvi doesn't have a microphone, so oh, uh, sorry, Anvi. No, Hello. oh, Anvi, <laughs> no, you're not allowed a microphone. <laughs> Go back to your seat. No, I'm kidding, Watch Anvi. Your Anvi for VPN, man. But uh, yeah, no, th thank you guys so much for tuning in, and thank to both of you, Alma and Anvi, for joining us for th our oh, very first episode of the movies an that shaped honors. us. It's an honor. It's an honor. Oh, thank exciting. You for us. Hell yeah! No, we I I learned a lot. Did, yeah, did, yeah, I so much. <laughs> I learned that Alma got drunk with rum when she was five <laughs> years old because she thought she was a pirate. And I learned so much about the Indian film industry. Uh, but yeah, I guess now it's time to say goodbye. And we will see you next week with our another episode of The Real World. Next week, for those of you who are tuning in, uh, next week, Lily and I are going to be going through our nominees. Like, if we were doing the Oscars, who would we nominate for... 15 out of all the categories. We're only doing 15, you know, for brevity's sake. Yeah. Um, but we are going to be discussing if we were the Oscars, who we would nominate. So that is going to be interesting. That is going to get heated. <laughs> and I am sure uh, white noise will come up in the conversation a couple yeah. of times. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see where that goes. I'm very excited. Uh, but yeah, so make sure you tune in next week. Same time, same place, 4 to 5 p.m. at CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. I hope you enjoyed this episode, but that is going to be it for us. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Lily. Goodbye. Alma. Bye. Amvi. Bye. And join us on Friday for the Om Shanti Om Beer Garden. Yes. Goodbye. See you.